Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wal'aqibatu lilmuttaqeen Wal'a'adwana illa ala al-zalimeen Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah Wahdahu la sharika lahu Rabbil Alameen Wa ashadu anna sayyidana wa nabiyana Muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh Al-mab'uthu rahmatan lil'alameen صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الطيبين الطاهرين ومن تبعهم بإحسان ودعا بدعوتهم واستنى بسنتهم واقتدى بهديهم إلى يوم الدين أما بعد My dear respected brothers and sisters in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله through the father of Allah سبحانه وتعالى This month of Ramadan is continuing on and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we beg and ask him and implore him that he accepts our fast during the day and he accepts our tarawih at night and our sadaqat and our charity in this month. All our good deeds, inshaAllah, he accepts them, grants us maghfirah and forgiveness of our sins, grants us the tawfiq to worship him on Laylatul Qadr and recharge our iman and renew our connection with the Quran. Alhamdulillah, in these nightly sessions, we have been going over different ayats of the Quran, pearls of the Quran. And this is a means of reviving our dead hearts through the Quranic inspiration. These words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, these words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are a cure for the sicknesses of the heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Yuhannas, Qad Jaatkum Mu'ithatum Mir Rabbikum, wa Shifaun Lima fi Sudur, wa Hudam wa Rahmatul Lil Mu'mineen. That O oh, mankind, Ya Yuhannas, O oh, humanity, Qadja'atkum, there has come unto you four attributes of the Quran are mentioned. There has come unto you Mawaitatum Mirabbikum, a sincere advice from your Rabb, from your Lord Allah Ta'ala who loves you. He has given you sincere advices in this book. Mawaitatum Mirabbikum wa Shifa Unlimafi Sudur and the cure for the sicknesses of the heart. Wahudan a source of guidance, Warahma Lil Mu'minin and mercy for the believers. This is such a blessing Allah Ta'ala says, Qul bifadlillahi wa bi rahmatihi fabidarika falyafrahu. Tell them, O Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this bounty of Allah and this mercy of Allah that He has granted them the Quran, this is something over which they should rejoice. Falyafrahu. They should rejoice, they should be happy. It is better than everything else of this world that they have collected. Subhanallah. So, moving forward with the topic tonight. Last night uh, we spoke about uh, the character of Rasulullah being soft and, and how kind and loving he was to his companions, and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that these are the attributes that are necessary for leadership. And if he was harsh-tongued uh, and if he was hard-hearted, then his companions would have abandoned him. Moreover, after that, Allah Ta'ala mentioned that uh, to Rasulullah to forgive the Sahaba and ask Allah to forgive them and consult with them. And we spoke about mashwara and the importance of mashwara in Islam. And then when you make your final decision, rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Allah yuhibbul mutawakkileen. Verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who are uh, who trust in Him. 
So that was ayah 159. Moving forward, uh, after passing a few ayats, Allah Ta'ala mentions in ayah 164, لَقَدْ مَنَّ And this is the ayah for today, inshallah, for tonight. لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Ayah 164 لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done a great favor upon the believers. لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done a great favor upon the believers. What is the greatest favor Allah ta'ala has done upon us? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself is reminding us, this is a great favor I have done upon you. This great favor is is ba'atha fihim rasulam min anfusihim that he sent amongst them a messenger from them he sent a messenger the advent of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the ba'atha the fact that he was sent with prophethood to guide us this is the greatest blessing alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islam wa kafa biha ni'mah all praise and thanks to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the blessing of islam and this is the sufficient blessing if a person had no other blessing besides the blessing of Islam, then he would be worthy of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his entire life. And his heart should be filled with gratitude because this is the greatest blessing possible. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted us guidance to the straight path and allowed us to recognize him, who he is, and what is the purpose of our existence and where we came from and where we are going. And why are we here? What is the purpose of life itself? What is the secret of our existence? And how we can obtain uh, the ridwan and pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How we can protect ourselves from jahannam and the fire and the adab of Allah ta'ala. All of these are all through the wasila and medium of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And if it wasn't for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, if it wasn't for his sacrifices, for his teaching, uh, for his noble person, if it wasn't for him, then we would have been lost. We would have been misguided. We would have been completely without purpose of our existence. Uh, we would have been living the lives of animals. As uh, Abdullah ibn Rawaha radiallahu ta'ala anhu Sha'ir Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam A companion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Who is a great poet He was praising Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam In the presence of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He was singing this qasida This poem that he composed One is the na'at and the nasheed That we have today uh, Centuries after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Has returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And it's still affects our hearts and creates within us the love of Rasulullah imagine the scene when the Sahaba were singing the Naat and the praise of Rasulullah in his presence what a scene that must have been um, uh, so Abdullah bin Rawaha radiallahu ta'ala anhu he said arana al-huda ba'da al-ima fa أَرَانَ الْهُدَى بَعْدَ الْعِمَى فَقُلُوبُنَا بِهِ مُقِنَاتٌ أَنَّمَا قَالَ وَاقِعُ That our beloved Master Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has shown us the path of guidance when we were, when we were blind in ignorance. We were blinded by ignorance. Now our hearts have complete conviction 
and believe that every single thing that he has informed us shall truly come to occur shall definitely happen aran al huda he showed us a path of guidance ba'd al ima when we were lost in 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 he showed us the path of guidance when we were lost in blindness fa qulubuna bihi muqinatun now our hearts have the yaqeen and conviction anna ma qala waqi'u that whatever he said is going to surely come to pass so this is the greatest gift laqad manna allah ala al mu'minin indeed allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent a gift upon the believers another question that arises here is that uh, in this ayah here allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the great gift for the believers and otherwise uh, other places allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wama arsalnaka illa rahmatan lil alamin we have sent you as a mercy for all the worlds so somebody might object there is a contradiction here uh, how come uh, over here he's a gift for the believers and over there he's a mercy for the entire world how do we reconcile this this is very similar to another very famous uh, question is that the quran just like rasulullah we find about the quran itself allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah al-baqarah shahru ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-quran hudan lin-nas wa bayyinatin min al-huda wal-furqan the month of ramadan in which the quran has been revealed الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس. It is a source of guidance for all of mankind. It is a source of guidance for all of mankind. هدى للناس. And in the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah Taala says Alif Lam Mim. ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين. That ذلك الكتاب. This is the book. لا ريب فيه. In which there is absolutely no doubt whatsoever. And Hudallil Muttaqeen. It is a source of guidance for those who fear Allah Ta'ala. So the same question arises. One place it says Hudallil Nas, source of guidance for all mankind. In the other place it says Hudallil Muttaqeen, a source of guidance for those who have taqwa. Now all of mankind do not have taqwa. So it's only for the Muttaqeen or is it for all the people? So the scholars give an example. It is like if you say, that the dinner has been prepared for all of you and you send out a message to a whatsapp group you inv- you make a whatsapp group for a party and you say the dinner is for all of you on this group so the dinner is there for everyone but who will benefit from the dinner who will enjoy the meal those who take the trouble to come to the party to come to your house who accept your invitation those who do not accept the invitation the dinner was for them too but they chose to reject they chose to reject the invitation or to not participate or respectfully decline whatever the case may be they did not attend so they did not benefit so likewise the quran is hudal lin nas a source of guidance for all mankind uh, there is no inherent bias that someone uh, the quran is not for them it is for all mankind all humanity however who are going to truly benefit from the quran who are going to benefit hudal lil muttaqin those who have taqwa those who are uh, who fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are the ones who are going to benefit from the quran hudal lil muttaqin so likewise rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is rahmatan lil alamin 
is a source of guidance for the entire world, is a mercy for everyone, but who will truly benefit from him? Allahu Akbar. It is the mu'mineen. They will be enjoying the blessings and the favor of Rasulullah by listening to him, by obeying him, by following his commands. And inshaAllah they will enjoy his company in Jannah. Allahumma ja'alna minhum wa ma'ahum. Ameen ya Rabbul Alameen. So this is how we can resolve this apparent contradiction. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has done a great favor upon the believers. What is the favor? When he sent amongst them a messenger. And this Rasul uh, is from among themselves, from among the same tribe of the Quraysh, from amongst the same people of Makkah. So for the people of Makkah, they could say this means from amongst their city. For those from his family, this min anfusim means that from their own family. And uh, for the Arabs, it means uh, from uh, one of their fellow uh, companions who uh, is from the same land of Arabia. And if somebody says that I'm living in America and I'm living so many centuries afterwards, how does this min anfusim apply to me? He's not from me. Na'udhu billah. At least uh, we still share something in common. And that is that he is from the same human race. He is from the same minwul the Adam, from the children of Adam alayhi salam. So as being a human being, he is from the, the, the same the same um, uh, group that we belong to, the group of human beings. Um, he is not an alien from outer space. He is not an angel or a jinn. He is not something different from us that we cannot relate to. He is a human being. Right? He was not an angel. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this about Rasulullah in the Quran. In Surah Bani Israel, the disbelievers, they came up with every day some different excuse to disbelieve. And one day they said, And the only thing that the disbelievers say that is preventing them from following the path of guidance and to accept Islam despite the hidayat and guidance from Allah coming to them is that they say how is it possible that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent a human being as a prophet we don't want to accept a human being uh, we want a prophet who is a, an angel uh, who is above us not the same like us this one is a human being as he has all the attributes of a human being how can he be a prophet this was their objection. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replied, قُلْ لَوْ كَانَ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَلَائِكَةٌ يَمْشُونَ مُطْمَئِنِّينَ لَنَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَلَكًا رَسُولًا Respond to them and say, If the entire earth was filled with angels, يَمْشُونَ مُطْمَئِنِّينَ Who are walking around peacefully, calmly, the entire streets are filled with angels, the markets are filled with angels, the, uh, the downtown is a traffic rush of angels everywhere is angels then we will send down an angel as a prophet however this earth is populated primarily by human beings at a secondary level as servants and to fulfill the needs of the human beings the angels are there to protect them to guard them the kiram and katibin to write down their deeds good deeds and bad deeds the hafadah are there to protect them 
and uh, other angels are there doing various different tasks but they're at a secondary level primarily this dunya has been created for human beings so therefore it is very natural that the prophet should also be a human being who has a father and mother who has wives and children this is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was commanded by Allah ta'ala to say qul qul innama ana basharun mithlukum tell them that i am only a human being like yourselves basharun mithlukum a human being bashar mithlukum just like you the difference is uh, uh, that the following which is a major major difference a big difference basharun mithlukum human being like you but yuha ilayya the only thing is i receive divine revelation from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the differentiating factor the demarcating factor which makes a nabi a nabi which makes a prophet a prophet a rasul is the one who receives divine revelation from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the one who does not receive divine revelation is not a nabi the one who does is a nabi so this is a very important distinction so he is from the human beings so we can relate to rasulullah sallallahu if the quraish could relate to him that he's qurashi if the banu hashim can relate to him that he is hashimi if the arab tribes could relate to him that he is an arabi then we can still relate to rasulullah sallallahu on the common denominator that he is also a human being and we are also a human being allahu akbar it is uh, so there is something in common with rasulullah sallallahu however it is so difficult to even say these words that's something in common because where are we uh, where is he? Now, like the poet says, "Wa amire haram and we are fakire ajam." He is, he he is he he is he what he is. Allah Akbar, and we are what we are. Allah Akbar. Astaghfirullah. But what I'm trying to say is, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala was trying to make it easy for us to follow Him by making Him a human being rather than some super uh, uh, um, robot or some type of alien some type of jinn or angel or some other random creature but uh, instead of that he made him a human being so that is what Allah Ta'ala says min anfusim from amongst them's own selves he sent a messenger and then moving forward what does this messenger do what are the tasks that he has been entrusted with Allah Ta'ala mentions four maqasidun nabuwa four purposes of prophethood what the reason why the prophet came Allah Ta'ala says yathlu alayhim ayatihi Allah Ta'ala has done a favor upon the believers when he sent a messenger from amongst them yatlu alayhim ayatihi this messenger recites unto them and makes tilawa of the ayats of the Quran reciting unto the ummah unto the sahaba and through the sahaba all the way to us through the sanad and the chain of transmission the one who recites the ayat subhanahu Allah's, Allah's ayat subhanallah this is the task of Rasulullah sallallahu yatlu alayhim ayatihi who recites unto them the ayats of Allah Ta'ala he receives the ayat he, upon him the wahi is, uh, takes place nazila bihi ruhul amin ruhul amin angel brings the wahi down ala qalbik onto the heart of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then he recites it to us and number two wa yuzakkihim and he works on purifying their hearts he does the thus, uh, he, he works on removing the sicknesses of the heart 
this is the task of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa yuzakkihim and then moving forward wa yu'allimuhum al-kitab and he teaches them the meaning of the kitab the the meaning of the Quran wa yu'allimuhum al-kitab and he teaches them the meaning of the Quran what does the words of Allah mean wal hikmah number 4 and he teaches them the way of 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 wisdom his wisdom which is the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam then Allah Ta'ala says وَإِن كَانُوا مِن قَبْلُ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ And definitely prior to his advent and prior to his being sent they were in open error. Now uh, what is very beautiful to note here is that in the first juz uh, in, in, in Surah Al-Baqarah Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala speaks about Ibrahim alayhi salam and how Ibrahim alayhi salam when he established the city of Mecca with his wife Hajar alayhi salam and his baby Ismail alayhi salam and he made dua and he made dua for his progeny he made dua for his descendants in the city of Mecca for their guidance, for their risk for, for, for them to remain on Tawheed and to be protected from worshipping idols he made a lot of duas for his children and one dua that he made was that, Oh Allah, Rabbana wabaath fihim rasulam minhum. This is ayah 129 in Surah Al-Baqarah. Oh my Rabb, oh my Lord, send in my progeny, send in my descendants in this city, rasulam minhum, a messenger from amongst them. And this is the dua of Ibrahim salam that was accepted in the form of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That is why one time Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was asked, Haddithna an badi amrika ya Rasulullah. Tell us something about your early life, O Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Tell us something about your life that we do not know, something interesting about your life, in your childhood perhaps. Badi amrik means in the beginning of your life. Some Share something interesting from the beginning days of your life. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Uh, went all the way back and he said Ana da'wati Abi Ibrahim. I am in reality the answer from Allah Ta'ala uh, to the dua of Ibrahim salam, my forefather da'watu Abi Ibrahim ijabatu. I am the response from Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala has replied Allah has accepted the dua of Ibrahim salam, and uh, sent me as an acceptance of the dua of Ibrahim salam. So, وَأَنَا بُشْرَى Isa, And I am the glad tiding that Isa salam gave to his people Which is mentioned in Surah Al-Saf وَمُبَشِّرًا بِرَسُولٍ يَأْتِي مِنْ بَعْدِ إِسْمُهُ أَحْمَدٍ And I am the one, Isa salam is saying That I am giving you the glad tidings of a prophet who will come after me إِسْمُهُ Ahmad. His name is Ahmad salam. Muhammad and Ahmad, both come from Hamd, praise of Allah Ta'ala. Ahmad is the one who praises Allah the most. And Muhammad is the one who is praised by others the most. So after, uh, from amongst the creation, the one who is praised is Muhammad Wasallam, And the one who praises Allah is Ahmad. So Rasulullah has Hamd, Ha, Mim, Dal, Hamd, uh, uh, the meaning of praise in both of his names. So, 
Ibrahim alayhis dua was accepted in the form of Rasulullah sallallahu and what is noteworthy is that when Ibrahim alayhis made dua he mentioned four things he said rabbana ba'ath fihim rasulan minhum o my rabb send in my progeny a messenger from amongst them and what does he want this messenger to do yatlu alayhim ayatika so that he can recite unto them your verses your ayat this is dua of Ibrahim alayhis وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ And he can teach them the, the meanings of the book, of the book, your book. He can teach them the meanings of the book, وَالْحِكْمَةَ And teach them the way of wisdom and hikmah. وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ And he can purify them and, and cleanse their hearts. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ Verily you Allah are the most powerful, the most wise. So, subhanAllah, this is so beautiful. That exactly as Ibrahim السلام, had made dua, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted the dua and he repeated the exact four tasks and four purposes that Ibrahim السلام, had asked for in, uh, in, in Surah Al Baqarah, in Surah Al Imran. Allah ta'ala accepted the dua and mentions that, Look, I have done a favor, I have sent a messenger who does the same four tasks. Now Rasulullah was so comprehensive in nature that he was able to do all of these tasks. But after his time, different groups amongst the Ummah, uh, they continued different, uh, the, the, the different tasks of Rasulullah they divided it amongst themselves. Rasulullah of course with Khatam al-Anbiya, the seal of the Prophets, but he mentioned himself The scholars are the heirs of the prophets So the scholars and the selected ones of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They continue the legacy of Rasulullah And we have different groups of scholars Who took up the different tasks So one of the tasks of Rasulullah was To recite the ayats of the Quran So alhamdulillah we have the Qurra and the, and the great Qaris of the Quran uh, who fulfilled this role after Rasulullah passed away. And the Qurra exists right from the Sahaba and Tabi'een and Tabu Tabi'een onwards till today, till this very day. Those who devoted themselves to the words of the Quran and reciting it in the correct manner and preserving its tajweed and preserving the different modes of recitation or uh, the different modes of recitation and uh, every aspect that deals with the words of the Quran so we have among the Sahaba Aqra'ahum Ubayy ibn Ka'ab the greatest Qadi Ubayy ibn Ka'ab the greatest Hafiz Zayd ibn Thabit radiyallahu anhum and Uthman ibn Affan radiyallahu ta'ala anhum right these Sahaba were dedicated to the Qirat of the Quran and others Abu Musa Ashari radiyallahu anhu laqad utita mizmaran min mazamiri ali Dawood you recite the Quran with the beautiful voice of the family of Dawood alayhi salam the Prophet sallallahu said about him and then after them we have the Qurra uh, Saba and Ashara the Im- great Imams of Qirat Imam Nafi' Madani Imam Ibn Kathir Makki Imam Ibn Amr Shami Imam Abu Amr Basri Imam Hamza Kufi and Kisai Kufi and Imam Asim Kufi these seven Imams of Qirat whose names are associated with the seven Qirat they continue this legacy and the students of Qirat till today and the teachers of Qirat they are maintaining this 
Likewise, the second is a key him to purify the hearts. Rasulullah worked on the Tasqi of the hearts. And the Sanad of the Mashayikh also goes back to Rasulullah to Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Ali. And their disciples and their disciples. This was the whole branch of Tazkiyah. This is the branch of Tasawwuf. This is the branch of Suluk and Ihsan and Zuhd. This is a branch of the deen that deals with the interior aspects of the deen. Of purification of the heart. The Islah al-Batin. The Tathir al-Ruh. Purification of the soul. Tazkiyah al-Nafs. So this became an entire separate discipline in our deen. Where the, the Mashayikh would be doing dhikr and muraqaba and muhasaba and mujahada and ashgal and awrad and and uh, and different aspects of tazkiyah this developed into an entire branch of the deen of uh, purifying the heart till today the mashayikh uh, are continuing this and they have an unbroken chain of from from uh, murid to sheikh murid to sheikh going back to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam then you have wa yu'allimuhum al-kitab rasulullah sallallahu was a teacher of the quran so Rasulullah taught the meanings of the Quran. Earlier was tilawat. The tilawat is done of the words. Yatlu alayhim ayati. And the yu'allimuhum al-kitab is done of the meanings. Because the Quran is the words and the meanings both. So who taught the meanings? Rasulullah taught the meanings of the Quran. He taught the tafsir. He was the first mufassir. The first one who explained the Quran. Allah Ta'ala says it is your task and responsibility to explain to the people that which has been revealed unto them so Rasulullah explained the Quran and then we have Abdullah bin Abbas uh, who was such a great mufassir amongst the companions of Rasulullah leader of tafsir and then his students Mujahid and, and, and Ikrama and, and you keep on going every generation they were different scholars who are masters in tafsir and till today the tafsir is taught and the Quranic meanings are expounded upon and and the explication of the Quran is done the exegesis of the Quran is done the explanation is done uh, by scholars in in all the different languages of the world this is the legacy of the meaning of the Quran well hikmah is the last one the way of wisdom the way of the sunnah of Rasulullah this was preserved by the muhaddithin who preserved all the sunnahs of Rasulullah and all uh, the aspects of his life all his statements, all his actions, all his affirmations his aqwal, his af'al, his taqarir the entire sunnah was preserved and how to implement that sunnah in the life given the different circumstances that was developed by the fuqaha so the muhaddithun and the fuqaha they preserved for us the uh, both uh, the record of the life of Rasulullah as well as the answers to practical questions and how we can implement it in our lives this is the role of the fuqaha so together all of these avenues uh, of uh, uh, are alive till today and there is a continuous chain of unbroken uh, uh, scholars going back to Rasulullah the, the chain of the Qurra ends with Rasulullah and via Rasulullah through Jibreel to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the chain of the Mashayikh of Tazkiyah goes to Rasulullah the chain of the Mufassirun goes back to Rasulullah the chain and the link of the Muhaddithun scholars of Hadith goes back to Rasulullah the chain and the link of, of the of the Fuqaha it goes back to 
through Rasulullah sallam through Abdullah bin Mas'ud and and uh, um, Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu and Ali radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and Umar radiyallahu anhu the great fuqaha of the sahaba so all of the ulum that we have of the deen it, it goes back to Rasulullah sallallahu sallam and Rasulullah sallallahu sallam said inna ma ana qasim wallahu yu'ati I am the Qasim, the one who does taqseem and distributes this knowledge amongst the people. And Allah is the one in behind who is granting the knowledge. Al-ilmu nurun, knowledge is a light. So this is the beautiful legacy that we have. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to appreciate this beautiful legacy and to benefit from all of these streams and rivers that flowing from the one source, one spring. SubhanAllah, it's just like one beautiful spring is gushing forth and the water is flowing through the four different streams and is reaching us till today we have to go and just quench our thirst drink to our fill we can bathe in it we can immerse ourselves in it we can take a ghusl from head to toe we can dive into the stream and any of the four streams whether it's the tazkiyah stream the ilm the tafsir hadith fiqh qira and we can enjoy to our fullest this nurani blessed stream that is flowing and gushing forth from the heart of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi may allah ta'ala accept us and join us in this uh, Mubarak legacy. Make us one of the ch- uh, the links in this chain, and as so that we can be linked to, to Rasulullah from the back, and we can continue this chain in the future generations. Wa akhir da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.